It's Tuesday, November 21st, and you're listening to the Beer Temple Podcast. Remember this is what we wanted. Remember this is what we said. To never be heard and seen from again, 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 again. Remember this is what we wanted. Remember this is what we said. To never be heard and seen from again, 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 again. I'm your co-host, Chris Quinn, and I'm joined by your other co-host, also my other co-host, <laughs> the other co-host, Mike Shalal. Hello. What's up? How, how'd you like that fade? Uh, it's one of the top, probably 300 fades. Yeah, easily. Probably easily top 300. Yeah. Mm, top 200, maybe. Yeah, top 200. Yeah. Because I think maybe first 100 shows. We're low, Logan. Yeah. <laughs> um, Terrible fades in those shows. Yeah. He didn't believe in the school of fame. He didn't believe in us. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly. Uh, but well, doing well. Doing well. Yeah, yeah. Car still in the shop. I did get someone oh, who man. emailed me to get the correct Venmo for the um, the car fund that I talked about. <laughs> so I'm not, I don't think I can take his money. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It's a very uh, kind gesture. Yes. I, um, uh, I'm still very high on the Eagles beating the Chiefs oh, okay. at Arrowhead Stadium yesterday. <laughs> that so could have gone is... a couple different ways when with the, the oh, pace right. you were taking. Right, it. yes, true, true. <laughs> no. Uh, so, Congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. I watched it here, and it was um, somewhat annoying, I think, to the other people there, but <laughs> it, it, it was okay, I hope, overall. Does Taylor uh, Swift have to switch brothers now? I think so. Legally. But I think Jason, he's taken. Oh, you know? sure. So he's, he's a married man. You know? so oh, yeah. He's off, She's off, off the, the market. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't her. think about it at the time. Uh, but yeah, she must not have been at the game because there were no cuts to her. And there, if she was at the game, it probably would have been a picture-in-picture. Picture. She's dealing with some stuff right now. Okay. Got it. Someone at a Brazil show. Got it. Okay, she's out of the country doing a tour. Got yeah. it. Yep, so I'm uh, pretty happy about, about that. Was not uh, no, I'm I'm pretty ambivalent about okay. about her. My kids like her. Good to know. So, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, so I'm I'm doing well on that end. Um, yeah. Nice. I was yeah. I was in Colorado. Yeah. This past weekend. That's cool. I uh, went to Beerstadt, had a beer. Yep. Went to Cohesion, had a beer. Mm-hmm. Went to Hogshead, had a beer. Cool. And then did a bunch of wedding stuff for my cousin. What was your favorite beer? What was your favorite beer you had while in Colorado? You had to pick one. C- Coors Banquet beer, baby. Okay. Uh, for real, <laughs> was it your favorite? I would have driven across many states in a big rig to get it. Oh, well, now uh, you. <clears throat> was my favorite. Uh, the Slowport Pills was fantastic. The vibe was not for me. Okay. Um, Do they have anything on Lucre there? Everything's on Lucre there. What at Beerstadt? Yeah, they they do slow pours from a Lucre. Yeah, isn't that completely stupid? Uh, I would. Yeah, I think so. But what? I mean, it's almost Goldfinger. 
Wow. They do. Their whole thing is slow pour, which you do not need a lucre for. Uh, I'm not an expert, so. (laughs) You certainly don't need a lucre for slow pour. 100%. I don't think so. You don't. You need a lucre for some of the pores that lucres do, but okay. Well, cohesion had all lucres as well. All lucres, <clears throat> but they're many? but they're. Uh, I mean, they've probably had six or seven things on draft, but they're okay. they're they're a specific Czech lager brewery, right? And they do like all the different pores, uh, right. and they were talking to us about like the the wet foam being different and stuff. It was yeah, yeah. Was we're, um, we're familiar with the, the yeah. talking points. That, that, I loved that beer. I can't pronounce it, but I think I just had the Tamav twelve. Got it. Plato Lager, whatever that one's called, Tamavi Pivo or whatever. Should we inter- introduce our our guest? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Why don't you go for it? Shayna. <laughs> <laughs> Solarte is that? Yeah. Correct pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, of Omega. Mm-hmm. Of anything other else you would like us to? Of this show about? many times. Yeah, this show many times. One of the funniest guests. We have her. We have you on for a lot of the crazy shows, as you've mentioned before. <laughs> and then we had you on one time for a, a serious show. The most downer show. And then it was a super downer. So we're like, yeah, let's get back to let's what we know and have, have silly shows. Spoiler crazy alert shows. for everyone. Right. This is true. not a serious show. Another, well, another downer. Well, it's a serious. Yeah. It's serious. A, well, it's, well, a, well, it's a funny downer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, the, be- the best kind. Yeah. When you when someone falls and you point and laugh at them, sad clown, <laughs> right? right. So that's basically what our vibes are, right? Yeah, I think so. S- sad clown, sad clown show. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> or angry clown show. Yeah, yeah. but um, give it time. Yeah, yeah. Are you a fan of uh, any of those breweries? Hogshead, Cohesion, Bierstadt. Those are those are the three breweries I go to when I'm in Denver. I've never been to Cohesion. I don't. They're it's, newer. It's new. They opened in, I think, 2021. Okay. Yeah. So no, they haven't been around much, but being in the beer biz, mm-hmm. uh, I tend to go to Denver at least once a year. So Sure. Right. I've uh, been to a lot of breweries there, and those are the ones that I, I always hit. It used to just be Beerstadt and Hogshead. Then Cohesion came around. I always go there. Uh, I love Hogshead. I think it's just like a great neighborhood joint. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool. cask beer forever. Mm-hmm. Cask beer forever. Yep. On a lucre? Are they pouring out from a yep. lucre? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cask, cask lucre. Side, side, actually, pour, uh, side pole cask beer. That yeah. would be amazing if you... cranking that thing. Yeah. It'd be great if you could get a lucre that you could tap into, like directly into a, a cask. Oh, I'm sure we could figure and then it out. I know you can do, do it, Chris. I could figure it out. Yeah. You could absolutely pull that off. Well, okay. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Then. You have yeah. to. Mm-hmm. So um, that would be up there with the... Uh, the cask smooge you guys got that one time. Yeah, that's true. And the domed <laughs> lids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that would be. Yeah, I I, I do want to do a lucre uh, cask one time. I want to do a lucre hand pull. I want them both yeah, to be two hands. It's a two it. handed yeah, just... thing. You have to set the glass down and then use both hands. To <laughs> oh, so like actuate it. Yeah. Yeah, you pull down with the right amount of no foam. Mm -hmm. And then you, yeah, you pump up. And then you put a a sparkler on the end of the the Luger. Yes, there's also a sparkler. (laughs) Awesome. Good. Probably like 3D print one of those. Oh, yeah. I I, I know a guy for that for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. I got a guy. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make it so. Make it a beer stock all day. 
then we beer sparkle it at the end. Can we you? ask we ask what you want precisely, <laughs> and then have a sparkler on it. So, Is and it, then we beer sparkle. Would it. it be possible to hand pump it through a randall uh, that then goes through the luker that comes out of the randall? What about a luker that then drips down into the randall, <laughs> like an absinthe drip kind yes. of thing? Yeah, <laughs> I like all these new dispense <laughs> ideas. Yeah, Serge is about to cut. Yeah. Cut the recording. <laughs> no, Serge knows what's up. He knows our million-dollar ideas. That's right. Trademark. It's going to cost right. a million dollars to put on. Right. Um, yeah, but Luke or Hample, next big thing. That's right. You heard it here first. You're going to go to bars. You're going to go to all the cool bars in, like, Brooklyn, <laughs> and they're all going to be hand-pumped Lukers, yep. and they're going to cost $1,000 each. Right. And they're going to pour you... Um, hazy IPAs. A hazy IPA for yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. So if you're in Brooklyn, you're getting a hazy IPA. That's right. So, um, Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're time to be alive. Yeah. So anyway, we are here this evening not to talk about our great new business ventures. No. Or to talk about um, the Eagles... I mean, as much as I would, that's not why we're here. <laughs> How much we can contribute to that one. Yeah, right. But well, not much I can out of a bunch. Right, sure. Yeah. She, 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 she's saying We're yes. here to talk <laughs> totally about <laughs> the arts, Yeah. right? Yeah. We're here to talk about the Cinema. arts. Cinema. Cinema. Um, so it's our first, Film. it's our second uh, uh, cinema, on cinema mm-hmm. episode, essentially. Um, so to let people know which uh, film... We're going to be discussing. Uh, do you have a little a preview of what we're going to be uh, discussing, Mike? I do indeed. All right, go for it. At last, a warm, sensitive, touching story about the close personal relationship between a man and a woman, between a trucker and his dog. Fred, I'm so damn tired of picking you up. I got to Fred. Between a father no way. and his son. No way that you could come from my loins. And how they all took to the road one day for a quiet little drive in the country. From Georgia to Texas and back. In 28 hours flat. With a truckload of bootleg beer. I'll be driving this one. Hey, yeah, blocker, blocker. You'll be driving the truck. This is Bandit 1, and that is uh, Bandit 2. Mm-hmm. Now, who would do a thing like that? <laughs> be crazy, you know that? Yeah. You know that? Ah, uh, yes. Okay, how much money you say it was? $80,000. Universal presents Burt Reynolds, Sally Field, Jerry Reed, and Fred. We're going to really have to cook. Put it on the back burner and let's cook. Is that a 10-4? 10 And the only thing that stands between them and an $80,000 prize, Jackie Gleason as Sheriff Buford T. Justice. I gotta barbecue your bandit. I've got a smoky report for you. What's your handle, son? My handle is smoky bear, and I'm tail-grabbing your is Smokey and the Bandit, the story about a lazy weekend in Alabama, Texas, Mississippi, Arkansas, Georgia. Daddy, the top came off. 
Smokey and the Bandit, proving once and for all, it's not where you're going that counts, it's who the hell's in back of you. It's a banger of a song. Yeah, the soundtrack was is was a step is a step up from uh, um, Strange Brew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bit of a. <laughs> they both do have their own theme songs, though. It's true that you were really, written you don't for do that them. As much anymore. No, no, I do kind of miss that. Yeah, now. lost art for sure. Yeah. Also, this I think one they was, were. Was better, what year was Strange? Did Strange Brew like come out? Eighty three, maybe. Okay. Does that sound right? Yeah, I mean, they're, we're, we're so within 77. a... Yeah, we're within a similar era here, though, yeah, for sure. certainly. Yeah. Um, both very highly regional movies as yes. well. Very different regions. Yeah, 1983 for Strange Brew, but very different regions. Yeah, yeah. But hyper-regional. Yeah. Yes. Um, so where should we... Where should we begin? Should we just talk about... Uh, you like the premise of the movie? Like premise, the, sure. We can go over the premise of the movie. Uh, the thing is, you can sum up the premise of the movie and basically the entire movie um, in a few sentences, yeah. really. Unlike uh, Strange Brew, which was started off as a Hamlet adaptation, I think right. I don't think this has Shakespearean roots. And also, like you have to explain the two brothers right. and all the. This is a guy takes a bet to bootleg beer from uh, the eastern tip of Texas right. back to Georgia right? Um, in a certain amount of time. Pay. Yeah, and it's Coors. Yeah, he's bootlegging Coors uh, as part of a, a bet, essentially. Um, and that's the plot. I mean, that's yeah. just what he's doing. Right. Um, and essentially, he goes there and comes back. That's... That's the plot. We have shenanigans along the yeah, way. Yeah, there are shenanigans along the way. But, uh, yeah, essentially he, he runs into a, a runaway bride. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as a result is... Sally Field. Yep, yeah, is uh, chased by a local sheriff, uh, right. Jackie Gleason. Mm-hmm. Um, whose son... Whose son is the... Is the, 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 the groom. groom. Yes, yes. Um, and... And that's it. And then there's then there's there's hijinks. Um, but yes, Coors is. Uh, I, I guess uh, it, it plays a, a central role yeah. in the movie, and it's mentioned by name. It isn't just beer. It's right. specifically Coors, right? Because it doesn't go east of the Mississippi, is what they're saying. Because it doesn't use any stabilizers. Is that what they said? <laughs> I don't know okay. if they say that in the movie, but that's what I was reading the some information about the movie at the time. They wouldn't send it east of the Mississippi because there was no stabilizers, and so they said it would spoil too quickly. Got it. Got Which it. Which is a opens a whole other bag of worms of like, what was it? Just oxidizing? Like what was going on with that beer? Or that? Yeah, maybe it was. You know, or there's no cold chain. They were making and, that up. 
Right. Yeah, no, they definitely, this, that truck was not refrigerated, that's for sure. It also didn't need to be, because it was in how long, like 28, 28 hours, hours or yeah. something? Yeah, I mean, I think it was okay. Although it was in the south. Yep. It's hot. Yeah, it looked like it was probably spring or summer, you know, so yeah, probably pretty hot in yep. there. Um. And yeah, so that's it. All right, so next week we yeah. have... <laughs> Good show, guys. Thanks for coming, Shana. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Um, so I hadn't seen the movie since I was a little kid. Same. Since it was probably on like network TV being broadcast, like yeah. um, rerun on, on network TV is probably when I saw it. Same. If I... Now that I'm thinking about it, like, I don't know if I've ever actually seen the whole thing before I watched it yesterday. Because I'm pretty certain I had not. Yeah, stuck around for the it, whole thing. It was just something that's so penetrated the zeitgeist of like American culture. Yeah, even still, everyone knows what Smokey and the Bandit is, and it's such a small yeah. movie. Like it's not like the Avengers. You know, it's like. No, but I think movies were smaller that year. I, I looked yeah. it up. It was the second top grossing movie of that year. <laughs> right, right, big hit. I mean, right. like, but the story and the stakes are so low. Right. Right. Not, not, it's not saving the world. He's just trying to get slightly better beer to a... Saving uh, the universe <laughs> right. in the case of uh, the, the Avengers. Right, my bad. But, but it's nice. I mean, in that way, it, it was, was it was endearing. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, I'll come out and say I liked it much, much more than I was expecting to like it. I agree. Yeah, I was uh, expecting it to like be like, okay, I'm going to watch this like hokey movie. And it was kind of a hokey movie, but it was... It was yeah. I mean, it was it was. I see why it was such a box office hit because it was it was a good movie. I, yeah. I I liked it anyway. Yeah, it was fun. It was just like yeah, a fun. It was a romp. Yes, and it was a romp. I kind of like. I had never seen it. I watched it for the first time, and there were definitely references that I caught, like you did. Mm-hmm. Like I heard quotes that I've definitely it's heard like, in other TV shows and movies. It's definitely ingrained yeah. in the culture. What were some of them? Can you think? Uh, the one that you mentioned. Yeah. One of, like, there's no way you came from my loins. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, my, my dad said that to me. Definitely heard that before. And oh, then wow. Right, Jack. Oh, sorry. Right at the beginning when uh, he's taking the bet and he says, what do you want all this beer for? And the guy says, because he's thirsty. Yeah. I've heard yeah. that a million times. Um, I uh, was thinking of the, you know, the Cartman thing, respect my authority. Oh, I mean, yeah. that was... Blatantly oh, yeah. stated by Jackie Gleason in the beginning. Yeah. Like, he does not respect my authority. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's funny. That's, that's, that's a reference. Right. Um, and also, you could see the cultural. So, growing, I was born in 77, so I didn't see that movie, um, but I saw a lot of the spinoffs that came from it. Sure. I loved the Dukes of Hazard, and yeah. my mom hated the Dukes of Hazard, so like she begrudgingly would let me watch right. it. Right, the genre of uh, Southern boys destroying vehicles in, in, in muscle in, muscle cars in, yeah. and running from the cops in order to yeah, outrun the law is a hilarious thing that had such legs in the, like the yeah. the seventies and eighties. I mean, like, that's one of the things I I realized was oh, Dukes of Hazard is just let's make this this huge hit of a movie. Let's just make it into a TV show. Okay. Right, so we you know they can't always be on the 
going across state lines and stuff. We'll just have to have them be, be in, in a stuff. yeah, in in a more localized area. But it is the same concept essentially. Yes. Yeah, I mean the premise of just like couple of guys being dudes outsmarting <laughs> yeah. the bumbling cops, right? having fun, getting away yeah. with it. That's yeah. like that's infinitely repeatable content. Yeah, right. And I think like. In an era where no one was binge watching, like you can't you can't really binge watch that show because it's the same show every show. Like it's right, the same show right. every episode. <laughs> right. When we have to wait a week, you're like, ah, this, this is great, you know. And, oh, and, they're at it again. Yeah, <laughs> I Those can't boys. believe they got away. Right. <laughs> right. Just, yeah. Um, but it was, um, yeah, it was it was very interesting. So, is, yeah, is this the first movie? that features some sort of social networking as a central part of the plot because it's so like CB radio and people on their CB radios in other trucks and as hobbies, which I guess was the thing then, like coming together to help them outsmart the the sheriff. And like it seemed to me like a analog Twitter uh, of people being like, oh, he's coming, he's coming through Alabama now. Like right. we got to help the bandit. But instead uh, of it... Being for uh, a meetup uh, yeah. where kids can go wilding. Yeah, go wilding it's, downtown. It's uh, yeah, it's important stuff. Getting cores. Yeah, getting cores. Driving your car a little yeah. slowly. Yeah. Uh, diverting a uh, funeral procession because you <laughs> right. have a CB radio in your hearse. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> totally normal. Yeah. So it, it, the funny thing was, and it it was kind of. Um, uh, maybe what, part of what made it endearing was like the beginning, like the setup was just so, um, so simple. And I mean, yeah. like, just like, like you said, small stakes, not really a need for a lot of explanation. You don't need a ton of backstory. Right. Um, there was this, I guess, event down in Georgia, which maybe they did where they would just like race big rigs. Um, <laughs> And these well, big people, rigs and CB radio were like a culture then. It was like a right. thing people were fascinated by. Right. Um, and I don't know which one, like how much that movie helped fuel that. I'm sure it certainly didn't Gotta hurt. Be a little bit of both. Right? Yeah. Um, but then there's these Texans mm-hmm. uh, in Georgia. Yeah, in Georgia, rich Texans who I guess owned the racetrack. Maybe or it was also like they a were, fairground. They were gonna. They thought they were gonna win the race. They were sponsoring like one of the racers. Okay, they were sponsoring one of the racers, one of the, one of the trucks that was racing. And he's like, when we win, I want to celebrate with good beer, Coors, right? The one with no stabilizers because I care a lot about stabilizers. And he's from Texas, and I he's guess that's his the beer that he liked to drink. Mm-hmm. Shiner must have been pissed. Ouch. <laughs> and. Basically goes up to this legendary bootlegger, I guess. Not bootlegger, but like rabble out, rouser, outlaw yeah. rabble rouser, but Fast trucking guy. Trucking guy. Yeah. Like you're saying this like it's not an like archetype. Skirting, that we all do like truck truckers who skirted the law, which I also think was more of a thing than it currently well, is. Well, doesn't the movie actually open with them catching someone trying to bootleg? Right. Yeah. Well, so what like, they say they is establish that this is a thing that this Texan ch- tries to get people to do. Right, and the guy's name was Big Enos 
right? Yeah. Big Enos put me onto it. It's like, don't you know he tries to put everyone onto this? Yeah. So that's also the premise. It's like he's setting up Burt Reynolds, which I don't think we've said is the bandit. So right. Burt Reynolds is the bandit. Burt Reynolds in his prime. Right. The which, mustache. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. I was never, a, like, I never understood Burt Reynolds. I always thought he was kind of a dick. Yeah. And, like, I, and as, like, a millennial who mostly, like, saw him as, like, YouTube clips of him being on talk shows where he was being a dick. Right. And I, and the Norm MacDonald uh, <laughs> uh, um, version <laughs> of, of him, still one of the greatest impressions it's funny of all time. It's so good. Um, I watching this movie, I get why he was so popular. He's very charismatic in this movie, yeah. and like, I don't think it works if it's like someone else from that era. You yeah, know, like Gene Wilder isn't pulling this off. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> be a great movie. I'd probably watch it. Would it would look terrible in that mustache. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the the hair would be a little different. Right, right, um, right. Set so he so days. he's being set up. Yeah, uh, he's there. So he gets his partner, and they said, "All right." We'll give you $80,000 if you get us a... 400 cases. Yeah, 400 cases of beer. And we'll give you the money for the beer. And we'll give you money to buy a fast car. So these people just have a ton of money. And they don't care. And um, it was uh, not explained entirely like... Why? Who? They, they're just big Texas oil money. Right? Texas oil money people yeah. is what they were, and they're wearing fancy suits. Too. Yeah, and yeah. everyone no was kind matching, of fancy matching suits. Yeah. Matching, matching suits. Father suits. son. Uh, another theme of this movie: father son duos who do not look at all like each other, <laughs> and where like the son was kind of uh, more of a, a fail, fail son. Yeah, the fail, fail son. Did this movie start fail sons? I don't know. It might have. I don't know, but definitely there's a, there's a several fair fail sons. Yeah, one more so than the other. Um, right. I mean, the big big Enos's son was just a a short fellow, but he wasn't necessarily slow. He wasn't yeah. slow. Really. It's also it's just like, annoying for a minute. You can't tell. Like I guess you know it's his son, but you're like the guy looks old, but just yeah. small. Yeah. So it's just like they a little guy like that he like hired same. to like yeah to yeah. like walk around with him to call him his and son. probably got a giant guy to play Big Enos and <laughs> yeah. got a tiny person to play his son <laughs> and um, for comedic effect mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah so they were they were there and then um, the bandit said uh, all right well I'm gonna need to I'm gonna run interference I'm gonna run blocker I think is what right. he says everyone knows. Right. So when you're when you're running a big rig, right, smuggling beer, you gotta have the big rig and you gotta have your blocker. And basically, what his job was was to divert, just just rabble rouse and and draw all the uh, the attention heat. of the law, yeah, the heat uh, off the big rig, so it could uh, go. Because if you get hit for that much bootlegging. Uh, it's not good. Not good, yeah, but yeah. probably not as bad if you get caught for going too fast. Speed, yeah, rabble you know. rousing. Right. Is rabble rousing against the law? Hmm. I don't know. Probably in some of them small towns they were going yeah, through. Some of them small towns, definitely. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So that's kind of what happens, and then it's very. But but it was like 
well, there were many things just because it was 1977 that I think socially you could not do in a movie today. Um, but there were also like plot things that you couldn't do, like not explain things. I think sure. in a movie nowadays, like one of the key elements of the movie is Sally Fields in her prime as a runaway bride. Yeah. And that is why Jackie Gleason and his son, the groom, are chasing. Junior. And it's never explained. It's never explicitly said. To Burt Reynolds. He asks the sheriff at some point, like, why are you... He asks her too, right? Yeah, and she won't say. She's like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Right. Even at the end, by the end, she still has not explained to him that... Because he's had, the bandit never sees Junior. Because uh, even at the end, he's oh. not there, and she says no hard feelings. That's all she says to him. But there's no mention right and, of it. And we only really we know because she's wearing a wedding dress and he's wearing a tuxedo. And he talks about it. She didn't. Oh, res- yeah. yeah, like right. he, she left me. He left me looking like an idiot. She didn't respect my authority. And yeah. and <laughs> basically, that's what it was. He was pissed off because he was like a chump. Because his son got stood up. Yeah. And that pissed him off because um, he was a Texas sheriff, you know, of a, of a town of some size. Yeah. Probably pretty most small. Most respected lawman. Yeah. In all the South. Yeah. 30 years um, it's the most track record. Yeah. Who would have known who he is outside of that town? Right, <laughs> he says that like a couple of times. And Most then he's like, man, all he's, the South. It's like <laughs> he's in another town, and the sheriff in the other town tells him, "You don't have jurisdiction here." Right, and he gets all huffy about it. Right, right. he's not even in this. He's not even in his own state anymore. Right, right. <laughs> um, I do think the movie was very self-aware about that. What? I think all that stuff. Maybe the stuff about like you could never get away with like Sally Field never telling Burt Reynolds, never being explained why he's being chased. I, don't, I, I think that just wouldn't happen in a movie today. Yeah. But all that other stuff, and I may have a different take than you guys, because I think that's where this m- discussion is probably going to go, is about, like, the, I don't know, like, the culture of that movie was fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, and I think it was, my uh, theory is that it was very uh, self-aware about all that stuff. Yes. Um, I think I, so. I mean, even for a movie from 1977, I thought it was going to be way worse. Like, I thought oh, it was yeah. going to be way more sexist and w- way... It was, I thought it was just going to be like, racist. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought I was going to have a hard time getting through it. There, yeah, you thought there was going to at least be a scene of, like, blatant racism, but there right. really wasn't. Uh, and it was... And, I can and recall. It was a lot of joining together of different <clears throat> yeah. genders, races... Uh, um, I guess not really socioeconomic. They are all kind of working yeah, class right. um, against the authorities. Yeah, yeah. Um, it leaned into some stereotypes that like probably wouldn't happen today. Right, right. But I think that was the extent. There was not much malice. Right. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. Yeah. 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 There um, were certainly things that 
or objectification of Sally Field at certain moments that were yes, yes, especially early on. What would would happen differently now? They would probably still happen in some way. Yeah, like her ass wouldn't be like in front of the camera with her bending over (laughs) to get into the back, like like trying to get something from the back seat. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Zoom in on those high cut jeans, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Who doesn't love right high cut jeans, large pockets? (laughs) Um, So check out the stitching. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of, and that, that's where the CB radio comes in. A lot of people like coming together, like fighting the authority figure, which yeah. we were joking about before. Like if this movie took place in the same stereotypically in the stereotypically, same, same, the right. same, in the same area, the stereotype would be, they would I be very a, pro police. I have a Punisher sticker right. on my <laughs> truck. Right. Yeah. You the know. big rig would be covered in. But it was right. right. It was yeah. so different from that. It was so rebellious. It right. was so and the small people joining together to screw the authorities, who were also small town, uh, almost like uh, like little like. Um, like feudal lord. Yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it seemed very despots. feudal. Yeah. Right? Like totally. every area had their own little person who was in charge of that stuff. Yeah. And um, I think and, that is, to some degree, still how it is, but certainly how it was. I mean, my dad, being an attorney, would talk to me about like the local cops and yeah. especially in other towns and, and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, like they... they but you know the sheriff and the judge, like they run that town. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know if this is like the intention of the movie, but in illustrating the disconnect of those like authority figures across the across the same like geography that the the normal everyman was crossing, and right. how close the every everyday people were is a very interesting thing to explore like it's not this is not a political movie or like even a highly philosophical movie but it's not but it made some it made some i don't know if it's fair to call them political because they weren't about politics but it was certainly made some social i think um it, it called out some social things as like Good and bad. I think it was very much like a romance of this of rural area, but especially the South. Yeah, and called out some stuff that sucked about the South. I think um, in the authority figures, like they kind of represented what sucked, and there were some other elements too. Um, and the other people were kind of like what was like good and real and genuine about about the South. Yeah. And I, I'm not. At least that's from, how I saw it. I'm not from the South. I haven't spent much time in the South. But, but at that time, you know, in the '70s, there certainly was this uh, Southern character, like with like Leonard Skinner and all that kind of like this right. rebellious spirit of, right. of the South, outlaw that, country, and yeah, that doesn't mm-hmm. quite hit the same anymore. Right. Uh, but that was very much like a subculture that was in pop culture and the social fabric of america and it's really it was really cool to watch it uh be like nice and kind of wholesome like to be honest like yeah yeah, they all just like they all rallied around this guy yeah right for no reason other than he's doing a cool thing yeah right he's outsmarting all the police and 
A Rob, I mean, definitely they, a Robin Hood totally. or, or something like that. Like but a he random was, person on yeah. the CB radio didn't know that he was bootlegging. They just knew that he had the big rig guy with him if they were listening in on, on the channel. Right. right. They just wanted to help. He's right. doing a cool thing. Go bandit. I mean, by the end, they had posters for him. Yeah. Right. There's right. that one scene where like that all those women are like on the CB radio waiting for him to come by with a sign just to like watch him just drive go by. Bandit. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> pretty cool right pretty which hilarious. is hilarious i mean <laughs> it is funny and it is man there are it, it is funny because you get some of that stuff now in social media i remember just a couple days ago seeing a video about um a guy who posted pictures of him like eating on uh like a telephone pole and it was like someone had taken a photo of it and i remember like seeing this picture on like, it just popping up into my feet a bunch of times. And it just said like, watch me eat an entire rotisserie chicken. And it's like, it'll be my 40th in a row. I've eaten one every day and it'll be like the 40th day I've eaten it. I'm going to be by that, um, by that pier, by the old, like by the abandoned Walmart or something is like all it said. And then I saw like months later, a follow up video of like somebody walking out and this guy was out on a huge pier by himself with it and it on a table and a huge crowd had come <laughs> and he just ate a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> and it's kind of like that vibe to yeah, like yeah. the go bandit. Like, yeah, that guy, he's just doing something cool. I want to watch this guy eat a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want to watch him go by. Where was this guy? Can we go watch him eat a rotisserie chicken? I don't know. Chickens? Yeah, he's I don't still know. Still eating chickens? Yeah. What <laughs> he is he doing now? 80th day in a right. row or whatever is that. Um, so, um, right. So, I mean, talking about like some of the, the social structures, I think you have to talk about the villain. Mm-hmm. Buford T. Justice, uh, maybe. What a name. And... What a performance, I think, by, by Jackie Gleason. I, just, I didn't even realize it was Jackie Gleason. That's amazing that you didn't yeah. realize that. <laughs> Until we were watching the trailer, I was like, oh, my God, that was Jackie Gleason. Yeah. Which makes it makes why the movie was so big make even more sense. Like, Burt Reynolds was huge. Right. He was a huge star. Sally Fields. Sally Fields, massive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was so good yeah. at being a terrible... <laughs> Yeah, just dad such a and, good villain. And, yeah, yeah, such a great such and a comedic villain. villains are like one of my absolute favorite the best types of characters. Like Judge Smales, yeah. uh, Edward Rooney from <laughs> Ferris Bueller. Day. Like they're just like my favorite types of characters. And this guy's up there, and he was so good. There also, there's a great juxtaposition between the hero and the villain and their mustaches too. Reynolds, yeah. the big, thick, bushy, right. like very yeah. virile mustache, and these little pencil things. Pencil thing. This looks like a grease smudge. Yeah, yeah, right. It's gross. It's so gross. <laughs> and, and he's always sweaty. He's so sweaty. I, you know, I think that was just real. It's probably, yeah, it's right. probably just real. They were they just, just filming couldn't. in the swampy <laughs> south. You can't put him in like sheriff tan yeah. without all the sweat just coming uh, right it's through. True. I think the first scene he's in. It's from the top of his collar and maybe three or four inches out all the way down 
the the buttons it's it's just sweat it's horrifying i wonder <laughs> it's, so I, it's so funny if that i have no idea if that was real or not or I, accentuated I it, I, I, it's a little real. bit of both right like right <laughs> they are probably like oh he's gonna sweat through all of these there's like oh right. well wet him down <laughs> yeah. yeah there's also a bit running bit of his car just getting further and further destroyed right yeah, it was very is, uh, it was very tommy boy yeah Oh, very Tommy from, Boy. Tommy Boy probably got it. Like I don't, yeah. I, I don't know the canon of uh, property destruction movies, but this has to be one of like the, the hallmarks, like one of yeah. the, one of the touchstones for like how you do it. Right? right, I think so. They destroyed so many cars. Destroyed a lot of cars in that movie, and uh, yeah, Jackie Gleason's like the the subtle ways that he put down his his son and how his son was so like subservient and idiotic <laughs> the whole and bit of him like holding his hat on holding his hat so, so they go underneath a semi and it shears the top of their police <laughs> yes. car off uh and then just they just keep driving it chasing down bandit but his the his police hat keeps coming off so he makes his son hold his hat the entire time he's driving <laughs> yeah, right and it's just such a funny visual gag of and at the end, when he's like pissed at his son, he's like, "Who's gonna hold your head?" He's like, "Stay by." Right. <laughs> Sorry. But like the whole thing with like the little like these little despots, like yeah. was was in the beginning uh, shown so perfectly by little elements in the movie because like the first time they're driving, the son says something uh, to his his dad, and and like his dad's doing something, and his. I forget what he's doing, but but Jackie Gleason's doing something while driving, and I think it takes both hands. And his son reaches over and grabs the wheel and goes, "Get your hand off that wheel!" Like just immediately <laughs> puts him in his place. It's like I'm the authority. I do this. Nobody touches my stuff. Right. I tell you what. Even to when touch. I'm obviously you, doing something. Yeah, you do not dangerous. touch anything. Yeah. unless I tell you to. Now, to be fair to Jackie Gleason. That son was a moron. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Wouldn't, I wouldn't want him touching the wheel either. <laughs> but That's true. He was so useless. He, he fell so, asleep a bunch of times, too. It's the most. Yeah. Yeah. He'd wake it's, up and be like, oh, where are we? Yeah, it's, but like it's how so, Sally Field, who was supposed to be this urbane uh, professional, former professional dancer, mm-hmm. would ever get at an On altar with, with, yeah, with him, also never addressed... Right is absurd. Right, but but also like in the realm of just absurd comedies, like fine doesn't yeah. matter. Sure, right. But doesn't also matter. the movie moves so fast, especially yeah. for a movie from like the the late seventies. That like by the time she's like in the car and changing out of her wedding dress, you don't really care anymore. Yeah, you're it's just not, like not all right, the point. All right, this, we're not like, and, and the movie. And the son's so, never upset either. You notice yeah. that the son is not upset. Yeah, he doesn't. Well, he, even, he barely even realizes about it. it. Yeah, he only yeah. talks about it when his dad does. Right. And so his dad like, was just oh. pissed off because it, it was a, you know, he he felt disrespected. Yeah, that's all it came down to him not being respected, and that's unacceptable because I'm a sheriff and right. I'm the one who commands respect. Right, and it's because and that's all that it was about. It's because he's a sheriff too, right? He shows no other like leadership qualities. He's not someone that would like have been leading a, uh, a horde of people because right. he was the best leader. Just the fact that he happened to be the sheriff and I... He was a despot. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It was very... Uh, yeah. yeah. He did not care about his son getting left. He no. cared about the fact that it was his son, not right. that it was affecting his, his son at all. His, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. His son didn't even know he was getting married, it no. seemed like. <laughs> um, so I, 
I was looking at like other little like elements that I thought was, oh, so one thing I read about it in the, I think it was maybe on the Wikipedia page or, or something, was Billy Bob Thornton, I guess, grew up in, I think it was Arkansas or yeah. somewhere, but like right where, I guess, that movie was supposed to have taken place. And he had a quote that essentially said, you know, to to the locals and to us who lived there, that movie was seen as less as cinema and more as a documentary. Yeah. And I... Was it not a documentary? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I Just, do think there was a lot about, like, like, little elements of living down there that even now in 2023... Um, I was like, oh man, that's that's crazy. And I don't think they're making that up. I think that's probably like, you know, based on some elements of what it was like to live there. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people were, you know, learning about it at the, you know, contemporarily as well, which was pretty interesting uh, to me. Um, and when I was saying like, it wasn't like, political but there were some like subversive i think elements to it and as defined by jackie gleason being the bad guy and some of the stuff he did right and um like he was saying that um i forget what he did but he called them communists like <laughs> early on like they're un-american they're communists sure. um and i forget what it was it was like for some asinine reason that he was calling, saying that they were un-American and it was just, it was, it was plainly communist. Is just him mudslinging, right? Like these are the things that, these are the things you don't want to be. These are the bad things, right? Yeah, it was something to do with about them not respecting his authority, I think. Right. And it By was being anti-authority. They're communist. Which essentially, is hilarious. right? <laughs> um, and then the first, the. First I thought this was really f funny um, and, and well done was the first. So as the bandits running across state lines, Jackie Gleason's following him across state lines and right. getting on the CB and trying to get the other local authorities involved. And the first one he does is in Arkansas and it's uh, the local sheriff there is, um, portrayed i think is the most competent law officer in in the movie yeah and it's a black guy yeah right another but they're good, on cb mustache too right stash another good stash and he's um you know uh like i said competent seems to be in control of the situation um speaks very like authoritatively and stuff like that and is talking to Gleason about like you know why are you why do you have this jur jurisdiction and he's you know, I'm the most respected lawman right. in all of south right exactly and like I'm on a high speed pursuit and, yeah, and stuff like that pursuit, yeah. and then it happens where the bandit jumps a broken bridge they're following after him and they stop in time, and then Jack Gleason smashes into the back of the guy, mm -hmm. and then he does fall into uh, the river. And Jackie Gleason, then he like is climbing out of the car, the sheriff, the black sheriff is, 
And Jackie Gleason says something like, hey, boy, do you see the, which is like completely yeah, not, okay. not okay, which I think is was meant, you know, as this guy's an asshole. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And even in the 19, in, the, in 1977, it was like, this is a, this guy Well, that's sucks. what I'm saying. It was, I don't know if it was subversive, but it was like saying that like people like that who yeah. are in power in. Right. Talking know, to a black Suck. Guy. Yeah. And, uh. And saying, and the guy saying, I'm essentially the the guy who uh, you were talking to on the the CB. Yeah. And uh, he says, what what does he say? Um, uh, you sounded taller, <laughs> is what he said. Which is basically what he was meant. What he was saying, you sounded white. Sure. Because yeah. the way you were speaking, I thought you were a white person yeah, by the way you were it. talking. He could yeah. not believe it. He's like, you were. Uh, you sounded taller, and then he turns around and says, "What is this world coming to?" Right. And that's all he said. The fact that there's a black sheriff. Right. Right. But that's the bad guy, and it's 1977 right. where it's like the, the movie could have also could have itself been racist instead of pointing fun, making fun of the racist guy. Right. Which While is still great. doing racism, but While to show you that it. he's racist. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, and I thought that was like a little like, oh, okay. That will like, I, I give a little like tip of the cap yeah. to, to that. Cause they could have played into the, you know, hillbilly idiot more, but they really didn't re- play into no. that much. I mean, there's one sheriff all. he runs into that he finds in the brought in a brothel. Right. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is a trailer. Right. <laughs> because trailer they, brothel. yeah, because they, um, were fans the the prostitutes were fans, fans of, of the bandit, bandit. Yeah. so they Seducing. preoccupied the uh, sorry they preoccupied the local sheriff mm-hmm. and then uh, Jackie Gleason thought it was the bandit went in and arrested him yep and uh, he said next time you do this leave your damn badge on or something like that yeah. <laughs> saying like obviously. I'm not going to arrest you for doing do this and you're not going to be arrested obviously for doing illegal things. As long just as you're a know sheriff. You're Come on, man. Just yeah. wear, just have some. Old boys club. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. Wear your badge. Wear your badge while you're at the brothel. Right. right. It's only okay to do this if you're a cop. <laughs> some role play stuff they're doing there. <laughs> um, but even like that stuff, I don't think you could get away with doing now. I think people would be upset and pissed off talking about like the casual corruption that that one little scene yeah. like demonstrated like he, he's doing this the other cop arrests him and as soon as he says he says he's like get the cuffs off of him like yeah. Yeah, like yells at him for the fact that they had made a mistake and right. blames it on his son or somehow you would have to demonize him a lot more in the, if it was made now now he'd just be like look at this bumbling idiot what a what a goof and then, right all right we'll move on mm-hmm. so they make it back to Georgia, and then there's this weird part at the end, right, where it's like double or nothing. Go to go to Boston, get us clam chowder, which is not the weird part I'm talking about. But uh, <laughs> he's like about to drive off to get the clam chowder, I guess. And there's this shot where you can see the bandit and the police officer, and then Buford T. Justice. And he's about to tell him that, like, the uh, 
Big Enus is the, the he's Big Enus. He's like, right? yeah. He's like, you got to tell me what do you look like. He's like, oh, I'm I'm down there. I'm a a big six foot eight guy in a crazy suit, and I've got my tiny little son with me. Uh, I think he calls him a pygmy. Yeah, uh, pygmy. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, not great for the pygmy. Yeah. yeah, and um, and says you can't miss me, and then says, well, I I can't lie. You're you're too you're too good of a guy. Right. Look Which over your shoulder, yeah. Under like undercuts a lot of the movie. <laughs> it's like you're you're the best pursuit of it. It's like right. this guy's like this guy's stunk. He's at not getting you. He's not good at it. He's not good at it. He's not someone to be respected. But there's like probably something in that making this movie. We're like, all right, we spent the first ninety four minutes just clowning just, just on the clowning police. on the police. Yeah. We got to throw him a bone at the end. It's, it's still nineteen seventy seven. Do you, do you, is that what you thought at the time? I didn't I think I didn't that. think he was throwing a bone. I thought he was sort of mocking him. I, I thought that too. You think that was mocking? Yeah, like, oh, I can't I can't lie to you. You're so good. Oh, no one's ever chased me so well. I, I thought it, it maybe was a third different way. I took it as, yeah, this guy chased him from Texas all the way to Georgia. He kept up. Never had to go to the gas station once, if I recall. You know, no, I no. thought about that a lot. <laughs> No, they did because he got food. He got that Diablo sandwich what is or a whatever. Diablo sandwich? It sounded so good. I don't know, but he also great amazing. This. Oh, really? Yeah. Amazing, just disgusting burp from yeah. Gleason. <laughs> yeah. Like it was amazing when he's just like <laughs> as he's like trying to choke it down and talking to Burt Reynolds because he doesn't realize yeah. that Burt Reynolds is the bandit. Right. Um, and just, just getting his just sandwich all so, over himself yeah, and just being disgusting. Yeah. Sloppy eater. So It was some sort of like so loose good. meat sandwich or like a chopped beef yeah. sandwich of some kind, like a barbecue And probably. he's just like slopping it around, talking with his mouth full. Yeah. It's all over his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> just making him look like a, a just a, a pig. Yeah. And, and then the burp was so good. Yeah. Just a, a, I mean... I, I had a lot of respect for the the way he the played that character. Yeah, yeah I really did. I really did. <laughs> it, it was great. Yeah. And then, uh, I, so at the end, I saw it as Burt Reynolds just um, being this crazy person that just wants, like, kind of like an adrenaline junkie weirdo. And it's like, all right, I'm going to do this thing. And I'm going to have this crazy guy chase me. Because it's funny, and he's an idiot, and he's not going to catch me. So I'm going to show him who I am, and then like go. Egging him on, or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think he was egging him on. I thought the movie was trying to make like an earnest connection between the two of them, as like the, uh, the you know you're you're crazy, but a goddamn do I respect you kind of thing. Because like Buford T. Justice kind of says about you're the you're like you're the best I've ever chased kind of thing, where it's. The son I never had, like you're the. Well, then, but his next breath is with that bullshit out of the way. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Like, like he is like, what? What are we talking about here? Like, this is, you know. I don't know. I thought it, they were trying to do it earnestly, but okay, not that I, you can interpret it a bunch of ways. Sure, sure. It was a little bit of just like opening the door to a future. What's totally. going to happen between the totally. band? Right. Now, now that would be a post-credit sequence, right? You're gonna right. kiss oh, the credits, and then Samuel L. Jackson would show up. And, uh, <laughs> I thought about that. I said, "Is there gonna be a post sequence?" I was like, "No, it's pre it's predates It predates that. that. Um, yeah. So that was one uh, thing that I found interesting, and also the, you know, something that I I think was, you know, probably more common to people in rural 
areas. And, and again, talking to my dad, I mean, this is something that you know, happened more than was you've got a outsider coming into your small watering hole. There's a, 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 a shot or a scene where the truck driver, oh, yeah. snowman, goes to get something to eat. Um, uh, and essentially just gets beat up. Yeah, gets like, to go fight. Right, like, but but not... It's jumped. He essentially just isn't robbed. Do you notice he isn't robbed? He isn't anything like that. They just wanted to beat the shit out of him for being there. Right. And he know, he'd been there before. He knew the owners. Uh, it was a black-owned business again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was just like... Little things where they were were doing that, uh, I found that kind of interesting. Um, several uh, m- uh, minorities were were business owners. The funeral home, at least the yep. people drive. I mean, it, you assumed were. that they were the people who were, you know, who who ran the place was was uh, two black guys. Yeah. Um, and all that stuff was like, I don't know, maybe that's just my preconceived notions of what the seventies. South or, or or just seventies like Hollywood like sure. what were they showing right. you know, um, and it was showing like a much more like multicultural world down there, yeah. uh, and one who was definitely united between like not workers and management but like this social structure right, authority and the yeah I don't know. Not oppressed might not be the right word, but the right. the the masses. Right, right. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, they just beat up the guy for no reason. Yeah. Didn't rob him. Didn't do anything. Just wanted like to beat him up. He kind of picked a fight. He did but egg I don't him on. Remember why? Oh, they did. They were starting it for sure. But yeah. then he says like something like blah blah blah, and then I don't like Greece. Like I, I actually went back a couple times to be like, did he say Greeks? What, yeah, I thought no, he Greece. said. Yeah, I he thought said he Greece. said Greece, and I was wondering mm-hmm. if this was like. Like the movie Grease, like the Greasers. That's, that's what I. Or took did it he? As. He wasn't talking about the food, although they did sort of. They were a motorcycle the gang. They were. The, he had mentioned yeah. earlier that there was a motorcycle gang in there at the time. So they're just covered. They were in being grease rowdy because they're motorcycle dudes. Greaseheads, so. or grease I don't know. Yeah. Um. They. He definitely didn't pick the fight because they had his dog and said, "Your dog bit right. me," and then they right. threatened he's to like, kill the dog. Like, I don't think. I don't think you, my dog bit you. Right. And then he's but, Fred. I Fred, yeah, but Fred he also, wouldn't like, hurt anybody. Well, it's that thing in between of like if it was made now, he would have to like to be a character that's lovely enough to like de-escalate it. But he was just like, I'm not backing down. I screw you guys right against eight of you. Right, right. and, and then the 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 guys uh, the, the the two the owner of the place came out and said, Ah, sorry, sorry about that. Didn't call the cops. <laughs> didn't do anything to step in. Right, just got the shit kicked out of him. And then, um, but he brought him his food. Brought him his food. Mm-hmm. Said sorry about that, and he was like, "Ah, it's okay." And they just drove off. Right. And drove like, over the motorcycle. And drove off over the motorcycles. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did sweet. do that. Um, it's in the trailer. So uh, yeah, not a spoiler. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was uh, just an, an interesting little element uh, as well about like life in the. I don't know how they were portraying like life down there oh how maybe there's like a motorcycle gang or just a bunch of bad people and they just like beat you up you know and it didn't seem like uh the law was really as um right there were some weird relationships with the law in that movie like people breaking the law like how much of that was just like 
silly movie stuff. Like, how many times were like a truck? There was a, the Japanese uh, truck driver who did say bonsai as he did it, uh, but like knocked the door God. off of uh, um, the car, uh, the sheriff's car. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then like, but it was just like then just kept driving. And like several times, they were doing things that were illegal, and the cops were just like, "Oh, you're frustrating me right yeah. now." What is there like a accordion in the middle? It sounds room? like someone's playing the accordion. Yeah, yeah somebody's so playing the accordion. Do you guys hear that? Can you hear that on the the? Oh yeah. You guys listening? You guys, I wonder if they <laughs> can hear it on the on the on the if we can listen. Well, somebody playing he, for He's a Jolly Good Fellow on the accordion. He's probably playing it for Bandit. Yeah, I feel like that could have been a scene. Right. <laughs> exactly. Someone playing the banjo and the accordion. It's like, his. It's like having a punk show in uh, Studio A. You know, right. It's like it's <laughs> right. harkening back to those days. Same. Yeah. Uh, another great element in this movie, I don't know if we talked about it very much, the soundtrack. Oh, slaps. yeah. Slaps. Jerry Reed. Jerry Reed. He's bounding down. It's right. been in my head all day. I know. It's such a it's so great. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that was uh, a lot of. Um, yes, I, this is oh, hard it's with Christmas the, music now. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, anyway, um, yeah, the music was. Uh, it was. It was a very southern regional. Yeah. Movie. It's southern rock, baby. Right. I mean, the music was style. all country. The uh, setting was in the south, um, and it was. Uh, yeah, interesting. And I also thought that um, as as far as like just how it was, man, it is hard for me to think. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think the themes of rebellion, like all that sort of stuff was to me like that's what I kept thinking about. Also, yeah. there were certain elements I love that the Texans said hoss. And yeah. I looked, I was like, I've heard that in music before. And I looked it up. And it's a, it's a, I guess, a Texas saying. Yeah, big hoss. And then I looked back at the movie, and only the people from Texas, which is the sheriff and the big enus and stuff, they call people hoss. But nobody else said it. It wasn't yeah. like everyone was saying that. It was Just only Texas the Texas thing. people yeah. were calling people hoss, which I think means, like, partner or something. Yeah, it's like big guy. Buddy. Like horse. So if yeah. you're a horse, like, you'd work real lot, like, work hard. You're a big dude. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, that was a nice little touch. Yeah, I like I liked that, and I also was just looking at like the um, I, I, the how much I didn't realize like that movie must have gotten into the zeitgeist yeah. of of stuff. Right, because the CB radio is such a central plot point. And I know that that was a cultural thing, but I I genuinely don't know if it like was it a cultural thing before smoking the bandit, or did people watch this and were like all of these people having such an amazing time being on their CB radios and following the bandit got people into like having CB radios, like what right I I, I genuinely don't know. well the next movie the next year the movie Convoy yeah came out and, and it song. it must have been related to this movie having right. come out. And then the song Convoy came out as part of that movie. Yeah. Um, and then there was the whole Dukes of Hazard, um, you know, all that stuff. I think was directly based on this 
movie. Yeah. Uh, and I think probably more than that as well. I mean, when you think about it, like in the, in the full context of that, like I can't think of a single movie that has had such a cultural impact, like as this one, like not not like ever, but like it would be almost impossible to have such an an impact as people buying CB radios. Like it's, it's, culture is just so fractured now that like. Now, as many people would see the same thing, it wouldn't be like it would be a thing that happened for an, and so fast. I mean, right, it would be something that happened on TikTok for like a week and a half, but like uh, for two years, CB radios and trucking being one of the coolest things in pop culture is just mind blowing. Right now, that's another thing that I I noticed about the movie was um you know the the trucking culture, which I think is was a, it's a very rural thing because like sure. truck drivers are probably more often than not come from rural parts of of the country um and that was i think kind of showed in an endearing way these people who are you know just truck drivers and also i started looking up into it i'm like they come across a convoy and they're like oh amazing we're so safe right now they're going to protect us this convoy and they protect them from the cops yeah and i was like what the hell is a convoy other than just a line of people, like what makes it a convoy? So I, I did a little research onto what a convoy was, like that type of convoy, not like a military convoy, but they're meant to be things that are like add an element of like protection from a by a group, like right. The fact that you're all together, you you gain some protection from it. And I was like, well, how does a trucking convoy give you that? And it's a based around they were a real thing. Yeah. And it was when a national speed limit was imposed, because I guess there didn't used to be one, but around that time or a little before, they put in a 55-mile-an-hour speed limit, a federal speed limit. And a lot of these truckers had turn times that were really short, and they couldn't make their destinations in time if they went 55. So they had to speed... So they would form convoys using their CB radios, and the idea would be they can only pull over one of us. Right. So, like, if there's 20 of us, 19 keep going, one of us gets pulled over, and the rest of us make make it in time, and maybe it's just like a tax. Like, maybe more. once out of every 20, you know, I'm the one that gets pulled over. Much more more of the workers uniting. Yes. Much stronger. Yeah. Right? They so all this just is like, needed a So union. maybe he was right. This is somewhat of a communist movie. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a socialist movie. Right. Um, but I was not expecting any of kind of that from this mainstream movie. Yeah. No, uh, me either. With big Hollywood stars in it, you know? Yeah. Um, if, yeah. This, if this movie was made now, what beer are they running? Still course. Still course. <laughs> Still course, yeah. Still course. No, now it is Treehouse. Treehouse. King, King Julius. <laughs> yeah. They're running, they're running Treehouse. Yeah. Where are they going and why? Uh, to the, the beer the, temple. The people are a lot less. <laughs> no, they're running Fatheads to the beer temple. <laughs> they're running yeah, Fatheads right. to the beer temple. It's a real short drive. <laughs> um, yeah, they have to get it from Indiana into Chicago. Ohio. Right. Oh, it's in Indiana. I guess. Yeah, it's already in Indiana. Yeah, right, right. So. But the, the, the problem is that the Skyway is always backed up. That's right. What are you going to do? Right. Yeah. The local cops. They don't have an easy pass. Um, yeah, it would definitely be Treehouse now. Yeah. Gotta get. Pli- Maybe it would be Pliny. I could see it be Pliny. Oh, yeah. Right, got to yeah. get Pliny. Trucking yeah. Pliny. 
Right, we're it, this, trucking Pliny. This is the first. This is the first like beer trade in popular culture. Like that, uh, I'm, 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 I'm ISO. ISO is Big course. Enos the most ISO person in popular culture? Yeah, he did. Big Enos yeah. was the most ISO person. Yeah. Uh, you think Eric and I are ISO? Look at Big Enos. Right, that dude is fiending for yeah. some cores. Yeah, I don't even know. Four hundred cases of yeah, it. Eighty grand it, with inflation. So I, I looked. A lot of money. I actually looked That's into true. that. That's true. Yeah. What is that nowadays? I pulled up uh, the CPI inflation calculator. That's a website a, I go to way more than I would like to admit. Say dot gov website, so it yeah. feels wow. legit. And I was on there yesterday. Yeah. For this same reason. No. I was on it for Should have this, been. Eighty eighty k is. And so eighty k in today's dollars. So it, I just set it to January seventy seven. It gave me an option for a month. I don't, whatever. <laughs> January's fine. It was probably um, summer, but we're not going to take points right. off. I mean, all right, I'll change it to. <laughs> but yeah, but it was probably to, filmed August? in the seventy six. So sure. So you know, there we're you go. Be technical. Written in seventy six. So just say January seventy seven. Right. So January seventy seven. <laughs> 80K has the same buying power in October 2023, because that's the latest I can go. Mm-hmm. $420,746. <laughs> wow. So, so this he's, was he's a lot of getting almost half a mil. And a car. And a car. And a car. And a car. Uh, I also looked up. Then double um, or nothing. What's he going to do with all that beer? That's 400 cases of beer that theoretically like wasn't shipped that far because it spoils quickly. Like, it was the party. It was for the party when their guy won. Well, that's a, that's a lot. Because he's right. thirsty. That's right, right. That's there we go. And you know, in Billy Madison, when he's trying to be cool, and he's like out of touch because he's from like the eighties. What what car does he roll up in? A yeah. T top. Yeah. Firebird, <laughs> uh, which is the car that that he's in a Trans Am, and uh-huh. I will also look this up. Uh, that car doubled. In sales, the year after oh, that yeah. movie came out, CB radios and Trans Ams just right? going going gangbusters. Right, yeah. So doubled that car's sales in a year. Um, do you think that Trans Am or Coors paid any money to be in that movie? So I, yeah, I was thinking about it. I, I couldn't find anything on the internet about did it predate that sort it, of I, thing yeah i think it might have I, I but probably was something where they had to get permission to like use cores but right. i don't think they would have paid like it, now it would be such blatant pl- product placement that you'd like you'd be, you would know they would be getting paid right but uh i think it's just it was just that's what the story was right well i i thought was, i thought the same i thought there's no way they paid for this But then I noticed when there's some teens trying to pick parts off of Sally Field's car. Yeah. And the sheriff shows up. One of them is wearing a Coors shirt. Yes. I don't know. That just seemed a little on the nose for it to be like a truck full of Coors. When they get to the warehouse where the Coors is, you know, it's sort of like opening the gates. Oh my God, look at all this. All this Coors. But then the guy's got the shirt on too. Did did you notice? Remember when there was that whole like group of young kids who are employed by the the hot pants girl or whatever her name was <laughs> the snack shop yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um one of the guys is in an old hot rod and he's mm-hmm. got the four on the floor with the big like shifter yeah. does he have a ham it's a ham shifter yeah you did pick up on that yeah, it's yeah. A ham shifter. it was a ham shifter um so i did notice 
that one and like that probably could have been just some local dude's car yeah, yeah. too like that's have happened back it in like those days totally. or something yeah yeah it was <laughs> yeah, cool which old. is what those cars were they were old yeah. cars that they found in junkyards that they turned into hot rods right. um but um and hot rods originally like the whole thing started nascar started as bootlegging yeah that's they true. would soup cars up to try to beat the beat the police yeah no, um nice tie in there um, and then there was one other, they were talking about product placement and cores. Oh, did anyone else notice that he just completely steals the beer? Yeah. Breaks in, yeah. kicks the door open, yeah. loads it up, and then doesn't give Crashes him the money. Into it. Yeah, doesn't give him the money that he was given to buy the beer. Right. And says... Leave them a note. Yeah, write yeah. the invoice <laughs> for big, big Enos, and then the guy's like, "I don't have time," and just yeah. throws it, and so then they just snowman steal the be beer. Yeah. They just stole four hundred cases of beer. But then they don't keep it. They don't actually care about it. No one drinks a beer in the entire movie. No, <laughs> like, that's, that's no one's drinking beer. Yeah, maybe barely. In the, maybe in the restaurant, someone in in the background. Might yeah, have there's been, a but there's a little bit of was, beer drinking. This is like pre much. pre Mothers Against Drunk Driving, where like. Right. Drinking and driving in the seventies was like just, people right. just did that right. like a lot. Did you notice though? I did. No seatbelts in that movie. No, no, none. Sally no. Field's like upside down for half right. the movie, yeah. like laying in the. She jumps in his lap. Yeah, yeah. But even when they're just driving, she's like, "You're doing 100 miles an hour. No seatbelts. The yeah. cops never have seatbelts no. right. unless they didn't have shoulder. Oh, maybe. They might yeah, not have had shoulder. Right. They might not have had shoulder. Bandit was, was definitely not yeah, even, yeah. even a lap belt. No. Yeah. no way. No. And the Dukes definitely I mean, didn't she, either. There were, were like whole scenes where her legs were the only thing you saw. Yeah. Right. Like while they were having conversations theoretically. Right. But going 100 miles an hour when her head's like underneath the glove compartment. That's whiplash. Yeah. It's like you're not... You're not every talking. bump in the road, right? That, and the whole that, that conceit of her being like, "I didn't realize you were going 100 miles an hour." It's like the 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 it's a convertible. Like <laughs> I can tell I'm going 100 miles an hour when my car I don't have like the windows are up. Like you right. know you're going fast. Oh yeah, every time they they had Sally Field on camera, the the tops down and her hair was flat, oh, yeah. barely blowing in the breeze. Right. I that no that stands out for me. Yeah. <laughs> As yeah. Somebody with a lot of hair. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, little inconsistencies. I don't know if they were really driving. Uh, <laughs> He's, I mean, <laughs> loving the the older movies where folks are driving. They look away from, they look away from the road for you know, yeah. solid Doing 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know the roads were probably worse back then. So like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, his car didn't get destroyed. How is that possible? We like talk about that. He was going in and out of like the gulches between. Two lane highways. He drove, drove through a pond. Yeah. Drove through a pond. Yeah. Drove through a. <laughs> they forded the river. He went through a a a, a stands. He went through stands yes. in a football game, oh, a, a, yeah. like a like peewee football game. <laughs> like some of the things that they did were completely illegal and dangerous Incredibly and not dangerous. cool. Like yeah. just stole all the beer, almost like ran over a group of children uh sally fields did and he's like watch the kids watch the kids right. and just like smashes women, into the grandstand drive, I guess, you know? and like smashes <laughs> through the grandstands and then instead of people being upset it's just like the theme song kicks in we're yeah. going you know, east back to the like scamp those yeah those duke boys <laughs> um 
yeah, that stuff was was hilarious as as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think I need to watch this movie again anytime soon. We showed your kids. No, because there's um, there's definitely some language sure. in it. Um, but outside of that, yeah, I mean, maybe I would. You know, um, yeah. I don't really have an interest of all the movies out there. I don't know if like Smoking the Band is the one that I need to <laughs> get my kids to watch right sure, now. Right. But um, no, it's uh, it's much less racist than you would expect from the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> I did have them watch uh, Better Off Dead just this past week. Oh wow! Really? Uh, and I thought that movie was not going to stand up. Movie still hysterical, huh. very funny. I don't even Definitely know. worth watching. I don't know All if right. I've ever even seen it. R- John Cusack? Oh, it's classic. I don't think so. Oh, it's classic. It's classic, and it's still. Very funny, and it's very well written, and the characters are, are quite funny. Right. I don't know if there's any character as good as Buford T. Justice. Is that his name? Yeah. Buford T. Justice. Yeah. Uh, gotta have a T. Yeah, he... Buford. You don't even see a lot of kids named Buford. Right. Your kids are in uh, your kid's class named Buford. Buford, Enos. Enos. Uh, Cletus. Cletus. Um, I mean, those are, those are three of the main characters' names are... You don't know Bandit's name. Does he, did they ever give his Bo, name? I think I saw Bo on Bo. the Wikipedia, maybe. So you got yeah, Bo. Sure Bo. They, she calls him Bo. Bo. Like he tells her his name is Bo. Buford. She gets to know Enos yeah. Cletus. And yeah. what was Junior's name? Junior. Uh, junior. So I guess he was... Well, he would have to he be was probably Buford, Buford as well. Buford. He was yeah. Buford. Buford so, I mean, those are, those are those all are the names, names I can think of. Uh, those, are some, those are some names. Yeah. 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 We got a party going on next Something door. Something yeah. is happening. Yeah. It's not very hard to concentrate, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I've figured out know. a way to decently block it off. But yeah. So anything else about this movie that we need to mention? Um, no, I don't think so. I think that covers it. It is a fun movie to watch. It's not very beer-centric. Like, No. When, as a kid, my memory of it was that they were... The beer is much more prevalent, probably because I was a kid, and anytime you saw like beer branding, you're like, oh, this whole movie's about beer. Right. And I thought they were driving it all the way from Colorado. Colorado? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, my, in my kid brain, I was like, well, I, I, I didn't know where Texas, right. I didn't know Texarkana was. Texarkana. I, just, I had to like look noise, it up on the map where, did anyone else look like up where Texarkana was? Yeah. It's right on the border, right? It's Texarkana. right on the border. So it's like, it's like it's the like, eastern edge of Texas. It's like Michiana around here. Right. Yes, it's just exactly like that. But yeah, as a kid, I just assumed they, were going, they had to go to Colorado and back in 28 Yeah, hours. yeah. <laughs> having never seen it. Never when... driven, having never drank. <laughs> yeah. Right. It. I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. When yeah. Chris was, was telling me we were going to talk about smoking the bandit, I'm like, all right, let, let me watch this. It's about bringing beer back from Colorado, and then it's, it just wasn't. I think he said that because I said that. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I, he didn't say that to me. I That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Just sort of with this movie ephemerally in my mind, Yeah. having never seen it, and then I start watching it, and it's not actually about that yeah. at all. Right. It's just a romp. I did read that like, it, bringing beer, like beer back from Coors, essentially, from Colorado or whatever was a huge thing. Oh, huge thing! I know my dad had, yeah. has done Pre- it. There were like I multiple presidents who did, who did it. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a. It was a another cultural, yes. a known thing to do for sure. Yeah, um, I will have to say, like we we mentioned it in Strange Brew, like oh, there's definitely things you couldn't get away with then. And I think there was like if you were saying the way 
there was like objectification, like sexual objectification, I think yeah. could, was not done in a way that you could do it now yeah. you, or still, would do it like now. Things like absolutely still done now. But oh, 100%. It was much more, there was no like empowerment aspect to this one. There's no like, look at her like, I don't know. It was more just like, here's Sally Field's butt for like, <laughs> for three minutes. Sure, sure. <laughs> Yeah, it Although was just not like not a helpless we not no, a helpless person. Pretty strong, pretty yeah. character. I mean, she yeah. drove, she Decently. she got away, and she made decisions. Right. Yeah, she wasn't just like bandit. She, what should we do? She right. had like dead. The only, only person who has like any sort of actual backstory, right? Is her everyone yeah. right. is just like we're we just, nothing we just about do the things we else. do. She, right. like, she was a dancer. She was on Broadway for twelve minutes. She like right, and also not the um, you know the. The trope uh, that I think you see a lot in like the eighties, uh, like Temple of Doom and stuff like that, of like the woman just being this like princess in the pea, like diva, um, looking down at him because he's because she was very much supposed to be like cultured and was asking him right. like, do you know about this person? Do you know about that person? Do you know about I don't know Gershwin or something? He's like, nope, right. no, Stephen no, Sondheim. I don't. Yeah, Sondheim. And, um, but, but not in a, like, ew, you're, you're gross. You're icky. It was more, um, like, I kind of like you. Do we have anything in common? Yeah. Um, and the fact that he didn't know that wasn't necessarily a neg. I I like that they didn't just play into that trope of the woman being this like, like, yeah, just like, ugh, you're so crass in this, but now I'm falling for you, you know, like... I'm falling for how masculine you right. are and how terribly you treat me. <laughs> right, right. It almost like... There is a little bit of that. There's a little, and, and especially early on, he is like, like the way he expresses the fact that he likes her is by basically saying like, you're like a frog, you're kind of cute and this yeah. and that, and I want to jump oh, yeah. on he's, you. he's right. negging. Uh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is jump. definitely a little bit of that, especially in the beginning. <laughs> right. But then I would say by the middle of the movie, yeah. that's kind of gone. But yeah. sort of it, trust it, each other. And yeah. then like when, when they stop and he's trying to just leave her at this truck stop and she says, no, I'm not staying at a well, truck didn't stop. She, she wanted to. She said she wanted to leave, get left at the truck stop, didn't she? He was going to leave. Yeah, I don't actually. And then she said, "No, I'm not going to stay here. Let's just go." And she's driving the car, and he's he's just like, which is symbolic, right? Cool for like how their relationship's gone. Yeah, she's like, "I'm I'm driving this relationship now," kind of thing. Yeah, Ah. and I would have expected the stereotype for him to be like, "Get out of the driver's seat. What do you think you're doing?" Yeah, right. Just like like, he just hopped in and said, "We got to go. Let's go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, I mean, so I think there were, were elements of it yeah. and there was some language i think that that wouldn't be used but not it was way more uh uh there was way less of that i than i was expecting because i was yeah. like okay this is probably a pg movie right yeah but even like the stuff that i don't By know today's standards like, yeah yeah there was a whole thing on the wikipedia about the censorship they had to do for tv oh really but like the censorship was so much tighter. Right. Right. When right. that was on TV. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And that turned that turned into one of the Hot Wheels cars that they made from the Trans Am. 
that like it said scum bum on it because oh. that was the that was the term that they overdubbed for TV. <laughs> oh, for uh, some bitch. Yeah. Which was off the way scum, he said. Gleason said, "You some bitch." Yeah, was was awesome. Um, they also were clever in. Uh, he's like the one. The one guy is like, "You got to get this piece of shit off the road." The uh, yeah. the one sheriff, and he keeps like, you "Don't." It's like my young son is here. Please don't <laughs> use that language. And he keeps saying it, and then you can't drive by that the piece end, of shit on the highway. Right, and then by the end, <laughs> sorry, he sorry. says, uh, it's "Gonna be busy." <laughs> and and also is perfect for the the character too. And there's a truck that goes, burr, burr, but he says like something like, "Go fuck yourself" on the way <laughs> as he's driving away, you know. Yeah. And but you you can see that he's saying it, yeah. like yeah. he's actually saying it. But the the horn, yeah. So that was well a, a clever, yeah, way. And the same one that in the in the trailer, there I think the word "ass" is uh, is kind of like yeah, that's bleeped I think out they or say it in the trailer. Oh, or something do they? else. That, I think that horn that you were talking about is in the trailer. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I think yeah. I don't know. We, we, that was uh, almost an hour ago, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Am I supposed to remember that? So, yeah. Uh, thanks for the suggestion, Mike. Thanks. Uh, I just uh, yeah, I'm glad we rewatched it. I kind of like going to these movies, being movies I haven't seen in a long time. Right. Like, I hadn't seen Strange Brew since I was a tiny kid, if I had seen it at all. Yeah, I was telling Shanna, we, I've probably not seen it in as long as she hasn't seen it, and she had never seen it. Yeah. So, <laughs> this, like, I think this objectively a better movie than Strange Brew. Yes. But Strange Brew was so weird and quirky and yeah. f- silly that I can't tell which one I liked better. I think I might have liked Strange Brew better. I mean, there were the, fun, the funnier... There were elements that were just I found so hysterical yeah. in in Strange Brew and yeah. like the 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 banter was <laughs> so good. Yeah. Then again, Buford T. Justice, I so is good. now like one of my favorite characters <laughs> in the history of cinema. In the history of cinema, correct? No, he's just Charles, one of my Charles favorite. Charles Foster Kane. Yeah. Buford T. Justice. Well, one a question I do Fred. ask is like, who are the greatest? Yeah, and Fred. Yeah, and I've Fred. asked multiple. And like, Fred. who are the greatest comedic villains of all one. time? Like, I because he's I, up there, and I have never put him on my list, but he is one hundred percent on my list now. Yeah, he's so yeah. good. Yeah, because you you do like hate him, but it's played so well. But it's so perfect. Like you don't like despise him, right? You still yeah. kind of are like, all right. Yeah, he's the bad guy. You want him. To lose, yeah, of course. But you can't wait but to you, see what he does. But right. yeah, but you want to see him like on screen because his scenes yeah. are funny. They're so funny. Yeah, because he's just a, a a funny guy. Yeah, good actor. Um, so yeah, and anything in, in closing that either of you would like to say about the movie or other? I uh, it's a good time to drink dark lagers in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yes. Unrelated to anything. It's just, it's a good time to drink tar- some dark lagers. Yes. Yes. I, uh, I agree. I tend to. I'll triple that. All right. Well, we will be back uh, next week. I got to figure out what we're doing next week. I think you and I have to start coming up with some more. Uh, some new shows. New shows. But one thing that I've been getting asked to do is, uh, People want Jeopardy. So mm-hmm. we have to do another one. We can't do it too often, mm-hmm. but maybe in the next several months, we'll do another Jeopardy. Yeah. So 
Um, a lot of people like that. Yeah. And if you, there's any other ideas for shows, uh, if you're still listening, because, I mean, uh, producer Serge's finger is like on the button. <laughs> um, send them to uh, insiders at craftbeertemple.com or you can mail your show suggestions to uh, 3173 North Elston Avenue in Chicago, 60618. That's the Beer Temple. Let us know like what sort of stuff you like us talking about. Do you like when we have this sort of show or a Jeopardy show? Mm-hmm. Or do you like when we have like, you know, Vinny from Russian <laughs> River on with Ron Jeffries to talk about, you know, the rise and fall of American Wild Ale? I think it's definitely gonna be smoking the bandit is what they're those people want to Yeah. Like. We exactly. should have been drinking rock beer this whole time. We should have been drinking cores. They have a smoke beer on draft right now. We've it's we've true. made huge mistakes. Actually, should I, we start I, over? I, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah Serge, I, we should. Erase okay. this, Serge. We're going to start over. All right, let's start over starting right <laughs> now. Remember this is what we wanted. Remember this is what we said. To never be heard or seen from again, 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 again.